Welcome to Shooting for the Stars, a podcast series brought to you by Southern Cross Business Advisors, helping our clients identify and achieve their life goals. Episode 2 of Season 2022 is coming your way. And in this episode, well, with COVID-19 unfortunately still in the air, no pun intended, we will be revisiting a topic we talked about last year in terms of managing people, but being more specific with regards to managing people during COVID-19. Of course, it's a very stressful time, as we know, And with workplaces, it is certainly no exception, especially with the continuing, albeit changed, requirements to self-isolate and also, in some states and territories, the continuing work-from-home requirements. Louis Bulzami here with you. And, well, am I blessed to finally get the great man into the studio here at 234 Deacon Avenue to discuss managing people during COVID. He's had quite the full diary in recent weeks, but he made the promise earlier in this week that he would create just a little window to come on in and have a chat. And am I glad to have him here? Noel Costa, welcome. Thanks, Louis. It's great to be back in the seat. That it is. So we have discussed the broad topic of managing people before, and we talked about the disc profile and things along those lines, but... Given the way the last two years have been with this virus, do you know what it's called? I've sort of nearly tuned out about it. Anyway, now we'll get serious on that. COVID, of course, COVID-19. Managing people has become even more important than probably ever in, uh, at least in our lifetimes, hasn't it? It certainly has. And and what it's done, it's really tested our patience and and to a point, tested our trust in each other. And from an employer-employee perspective, it's really changed that dynamic and, and a lot for the better. Indeed. Well, the main thing, I guess, has been that uh, detachment from physical conversations, being in the office and having to work remotely and being forced into that nature. And you're right, as much as it can be one blessing to disguise in a way to have that flexibility put on, especially for young families that have got kids and that way they can manage that a little bit better, there is also the, the con on the other side that you lose that physical communication, you lose that, that warmth and that heartfelt connection with your colleagues, with your employers, and it can cause that, uh, that mental strain. It can, and it's both ways, from the employee and also, if, I can say, from the employer, but, but that word connection you're saying there, Louis, that's very strong, and it's all about staying connected. Yeah, and we're hoping that we can keep uh, enough employees connected because there is a bit of a worrying trend happening called the Great Resignation. It's not just in Australia, but around the world. It has really taken a huge grasp. While this data refers to 2021, and we are now in the early months of 2022, I'll still refer to it as this year because in many people's minds, it still feels like 2021. And in some people's minds out of that, it still even feels like 2020. But anyway... As recently as uh, October this year, uh, from the start of the pandemic back in March of 2020, 85% of employees globally have experienced higher burnout and nearly half reported having worse work-life balance. Now, that was obviously from a global standpoint, but if we pinpoint one country in particular, the United States, in just August this year, 4.3 million employees quit their jobs. You see that happening here? Well, it's a trend that we need to be mindful of, certainly small businesses here in Australia. And it comes back to the fact that everyone, I suppose, through the COVID process become a little bit disillusioned. Can they achieve their goals? And they start looking at their options and opportunities. And, and naturally, that comes with employment opportunities as well. So, 
and that's where some some more work needs to be done from an employer perspective to, to provide some clarity in terms of now you are important to the team and this is how you will be rewarded within the team and some clarity around some of the goals that the businesses are trying to achieve through their strategic plan. Extra reassurance and extra communication from that point of view as well and because you don't want to hear this stat, Noel, that it's expected over 2022 that 40% of employees globally will just say, I'm done. Yeah, well, once again, not surprising. And, um, and, and these are real, real stats from, from surveys that have been undertaken. So it does, it sort of taps into that mindset of the employee that are, are seeking, you know, what else is out there? Yeah, but another thing too, I guess, I mean, you can look at the raw numbers and get pretty scared about it, but there's always got to be substance within the numbers. So you've got to look deeper beyond what it says and, and look at the reasons why. Absolutely. And it's often a case-by-case situation and there'll be some larger organisations which with a better culture that won't, won't experience those numbers. And, and those that have entered the, the COVID period with the poor culture may experience that at higher rate where we have employees leaving their business. Yeah, and some of the things that can assist those particular organisations in particular that have that, to be fair, poorer culture. There was a study that was done in the Harvard Business Review. It was written by author Wei Zheng. 187 people across various businesses and industries in April of last year, so back when the pandemic was still pretty fresh in everyone's minds and we were saying it was just a flatten the curve, I won't get too far into that, um, around New York and New Jersey. So 187 people around New York and New Jersey and she came up with five main strategies. Now, the first one of those we'll discuss, Noel, is showing appreciation. Which is, once again, difficult to do when you're not in the office and, you know, through, through our Zoom or, or team meetings, you don't see all the body language and the expression and emotion and, and the love in the room, I suppose. And, and, and certainly from the point of view where employee does do some good work and and the employee just a bit busy, just got, got to jump on that next Zoom meeting, may not have the opportunity to provide that, that feedback of that, the great task that they just completed for them, you for the out, business. You've got to watch out for the ones that just uh, accidentally turn their screens off <laughs> and, and just have their name. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and that may be a telltale sign that, you know, I'm here, but I'm, but I'm not really here. So mm-hmm. that's an interesting way that, that could be interpreted, interpreted in a number of ways. Oh, of course it can. I mean, it could be privacy reasons as well, based yep. on where they've set their home office up, you know, certain things in the background they don't want seen. So it's all about, yes, again, case by case, as you said. But anyway, 44% of the 187 participants said that recognising, praising and otherwise showing appreciation for a person's work, dedication, effort and contributions would go a long way to be able to help curb that number of people that are thinking, all right, I better try something new. Yeah, that, that's not a surprise. Yeah, so other things uh, were considered small acts of affirmation, so just a simple thank you, job well done, little emails. So people like reading those little emails. You know, something you're writing always seems to, to cheer someone up, you know. Good old days, you have a pen pal or something like that. Uh, visible acts from leaders, so a bit of accomplishment discussion during meetings, mentoring work around managers, increased connection with senior leaders, so you always feel more included even though you're physically excluded. Mm. It's that way that that, uh, that communication barrier stays strong and sharing circumstances with each other to ensure everyone's on the same page and the same understanding. Very vital, that last one. Well, it is, and, and, and that's how we can tap into each other's mind. But, but the other thing too, if, if we do have a team member or an employee that does exceed our expectations, tell them. Not only thank you, thank you, you have, ex- you have well exceeded my expectations in relation to how you've managed this task and, and that really does uh, fulfil them. Oh, it does. It just warms their heart up. And then that little shot of dopamine in the brain as well. I mean, it's one of the best feelings you can ever have. So um, certainly something to keep tabs with. Now, the second 
pillar, or second strategy, I should say, providing individualised support. Yeah, so from an employer perspective during COVID, um, especially when you have employees off-site, I would say this was the most challenging by far to, to be able to reach out individually to the team. It's okay to get them on a team call and, and, and say some nice words, but, but to individually reach out, how are you going, what's working well for you, what isn't, that is, that is challenging on, on all fronts. And, and, and I think that's part of the, part of the reason why um, there might be some uh, discontent on some employees just not feeling that, that one-on-one contact. As can happen. And you mentioned about uh, the difficulty of reaching out. I mean, and you would think a large organisation, you've got hundreds upon hundreds of employees, you only got so many hours in a day. that They haven't inc- increased the hours per day that you could work or, or even just live. So that's definitely uh, difficult. But, um, but I guess some, other, some employees, I mean, those that are probably a bit more introverted and you know, as much as they, everyone loves to be appreciated and be um, shown that they belong and, and their work is definitely warranted. But in a group environment, Noel, fair to say, some of them probably um, without any fault, through fault of their own or anyone else, are embarrassed to have their accolades communicated with the, the rest of the team. They probably want that more one-on-one feel. Definitely, and it comes back to their behaviour profile, doesn't it? And, uh, yep. and some people like to be uh, on the stage and receiving the recognition and you have the others who'd rather be the quiet achievers and, and it's important for, for the employer or leader in an organisation to know the temperament and behaviour style of, of that employee. Uh, very vital indeed. So 21% of the participants said that, yes, having leaders showing an understanding of employees' needs, preferences and circumstances when it comes to working arrangements is very vital. So things like different family situations, living arrangements. So again, we touched on families with young kids who are forced to study from home at school and, and everything like that. Uh, assistance with remote work technology, regular check-ins and, and all that sort of like. Okay, so involving employees in decision-making, the third strategy. Yeah, well, that's another one where... During COVID, employers were sort of uh, locked in rooms, making policies, procedures, work from home um, arrangements, and and it just really wasn't practical to have an inclusive, collaborative approach with some of these rules and arrangements. And and and, and fair to say, um, some decisions could have been made better if we reflect on what we've done here. So I can see how that has been not intentionally, but just by circumstance that decision-making of employees may have been um, not – they may not have been involved as what they could have been, but now there's a time to, to make amends and, and fix that. Exactly. And I guess one of the things as well that can be considered as, as overlooked from that perspective because it, of the difficulties around uh, keeping that connection uh, viable it would be the redistribution of work tasks. So you get a couple of team members that are, are feeling overwhelmed and burned out because everything's been delegated to them and they've got no way out. They, they feel like they're trapped even though they're at home and they're obviously uh, isolated in their own little world there and they can sort of, okay, well, yeah, we can be a bit more flexible with getting this done, that done and whatever, but still, we still feel like, oh, geez, it's, it's getting a bit too hard for me, but they haven't, it's probably not feeling comfortable enough to ring someone or jump on a Teams call or a Zoom call to say, hey, can I get some help here? Yeah, that's, I can relate to that. And certainly um, when delegating work, it's that appreciation or that knowledge to know, well, hang on, is this person, employee's plate already full? And we're just putting a bit more on there because they're the go-to, they can get it done. So it's, it's delegating work for the wrong reasons and not having that connection in the office can cause that error. Exactly. So 15% of the participants uh, definitely said that this is their most important part of the overall strategies to, to help improve the workplace overall. Now, the fourth one, entrusting employees with new responsibilities. So, giving that empowerment to maybe your up-and-comers or even someone who 
is experienced but probably wants just a fresh approach to their job. Once again, the challenge for the leader or employer to, to manage uh, team members that aren't on site to, to provide them a new task. Um, that, that, <laughs> that is a challenge because you don't have the opportunity to, to sit face-to-face uh, -face and, and, and work through some of the hurdles that they may encounter. So there's a bit of resistance there from delegating the tasks. That means the leader or manager is doing more than what they should be. And on the flip side, the, um, the employee or team member is not developing or growing the way they could be because they're not empowered to do those mm. tasks that will stretch them to help them gain that competency that they need. So very valid point. Yep, and, and I get another pitfall of not being in the office, not having the mentor physically there to look over your shoulder and go, all right, here's what you do here, there, and, and you get that instant feeling of empowerment. Yep, absolutely. So 13% of the participants there said that this is very important to them. And now it may sound a bit counterintuitive given people's mental bandwidth would be constrained in that sense, but still, I mean... You know, a new lease on life, as they say, can just give someone a second wind. Well, so. it can. Yeah, that's right. And, um, and when you look at that, it's a, it's a balance, isn't it, between finding the time and, and, and completing the task. And, and it's easy. We just keep gravitating to those highly competent team members. And, and where's the opportunity for the developing team members? Exactly. So finding that healthy balance is very much paramount uh, overall. So in the final strategy that was in this Harvard Business Review article from Wei Jing is designating time and space for one of your favourites, Noel, team bonding. Well, we had the opportunity in between some uh, little windows of, of COVID uh, breaks where we could get together and it was in the middle of August. We were able to undertake a team building session, which, which went down really well. Um, there were some team members who were working from home for up to three or four months at that point in time. And we, were, we, hadn't, we hadn't experienced that in Mildura here before. So... Um, that the team building and and, and just some light-hearted activities uh, with with a bit of education content in there proved very valuable and very 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 uh, useful and the team I believe uh, was was received really well. No, indeed, and, and that, that day was sensational. It didn't feel like it was uh, oh yeah, it was compulsory. You had to be there, and it was sort of daunting. It was a very relaxed atmosphere, very sort of low key, just nice and informal. But you're right, the educational part of it as well, and how it can benefit us going forward in, in, that, in these situations, but breaking it up with some good little uh, role-playing and a bit of music and, and stuff like that, it just, oh, it, it's invaluable now. Yeah, it is. So that, that worked really well and we've actually, um, I've undertaken two or three uh, team building sessions since with some of our clients and, and it's been received well. Uh, very good. And 10% of the participants in this study definitely give, gave this particular strategy the, uh, the primary tick of approval. And, and other things you could do as well uh, you can't get together because the restrictions prevent you from being able to, whether it is stay at home or just density limits and other mandates. Uh, virtual coffee breaks, happy hours, lunches, story sharing, games over Zoom. So you can have a little uh, Kahoot-style uh, trivia games over your Zoom or, or Teams, which always seem to be very, very fun. And, and um, yeah, with the example of our, our get-together back in August, um, just helping people get to know each other in an informal setting. You know, we, we see each other so much. And I remember... Uh, our good old friend Peter O'Donnell once uh, said that uh, you see your colleagues more than you see your family sometimes, but you only know them one way, whereas stuff like this can help you humanise your colleagues a lot more and, and make them feel more like family. Yeah, and that, that, does, um, that does help build that, that strong connection and, and it's, a, it's a main ingredient in a high-performing team is their ability to, to connect and, and get along. Indeed, and just finishing off here from this uh, Harvard Business Review article by author Wei Zheng, her quote here, if you feel you belong to a team versus as an individual contributor, 
You are held accountable by peers, which can be more powerful than by your boss. It isn't all about money. Yeah, and that comes down to accountability, but you also level of fulfilment from the team member as well because they are making a difference. And I think that's important. If everyone knows they have a role to play, that's important for them to know what that role is and that and they yeah, it's almost it's it's a situation where you don't want to come to work feeling powerless and and not having the ability to make a make an influential change. Um, so it's important that every team member knows their role and and knows that yeah there's a level of accountability. And if we stay connected and we can get along, we can build this high-performing team and then the business can do some really great things. But I just want to wrap up on two points, Louis, if that's okay. And, and what point one talks about uh, flexibility versus boundaries for employees. So there's that level of trust from leaders, employers, to the employees has, has increased immensely during COVID because of a lot of the work that had to be completed unsupervised. And and the work still got done, got completed at a high level, and guess what? The customers are still happy and, and they uh, continue on uh, with the business. So given that, there is a fine line between providing that flexibility but still acknowledging there are boundaries. And if that's whether it's working from home, the hours arrangement, or that flexibility wrapped around the workplace, home, work, I think it's important that it's documented so that the employees and employer, it's protect both parties, just know where they're at in this new environment moving forward. I know that we're providing a little bit more flexibility for some of our team members that we wouldn't have pre-COVID because our level of trust has increased. So that's point one. A point two, this is a really good opportunity and the main takeaway point perhaps from today is, is the ability to sit back and now connect with your employee as a leader of a business and reset, okay, what are your one, three and five year goals? And, and not only for the employee, it's important for the business owner to articulate Okay, this is our vision, this is our plan over the next one, three, five years. What, how do you fit into that? And not only that, once the employee expresses, look, this is the role and this is what I believe I can, I can perform and, and what the competencies I can deliver, it's then measuring that and, and that regular feedback. So this takes a bit of work. Now, whether that's once a fortnight, once a month, there needs to be some consistency and, and rhythm in terms of providing that that feedback to the employee to say, hey, you know, you've done some great work this month, you have made a difference, and this is how you've done that. And not only does it fit in with your personal growth, professional growth, it fits in with the strategic vision and plan of the business. You know, we're talking about trying to get work to a perfect place and no business can claim that they have got the perfect work environment, but if you're working hard at it, you'll be closer there than not. So the takeaway message there is really take that time to reset the goals of, of the team member, but provide some clarity around the vision of the business. No, perfectly said, Noel, and, and really if, if there's any positive, and I don't mean positive as in cases, to come out of what has happened these last two years is the ability to just take a step back, revisit and go, all right, what's really important from business point of view and that individual point of view. Great honour to have you back in, Noel. It's been a little while between drinks, but well worth the wait. Thank you very much. Thanks, Louis. It's been a pleasure. Speak soon. Managing Director Noel Costa, and it's always a very insightful discussion whenever we get Noel on Shooting for the Stars. And that brings to an end the second episode for Season 2022. I'm Louis Bulzomi, and as always, we love having your company. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, The Podcast Index, and rss.com. Until next time, our clients all have life goals. And we're here at Southern Cross Business Advisors to help them identify and achieve them. Goodbye.